It's Friday, June 24th, 2022. Coming up on the program today, which beta male is accused of being a homo predator? Find out today. Plus, HGTV After Dark, Sex Dungeon Renovations, Losing a Dildo in Your Cavernous Butthole, and Adolf Hitler is now in control of your smart home. Distorted View Daily proudly presents a disgruntled Target shopper. children this is a deception this is not love and they've proven it by opening their bathrooms to perverted men i am a mother of 12 and i'm very disgusted by this wicked practice target does not protect mothers and children mothers get your children out of this store mothers have enough decency to get out of this store it's a dangerous place This is not loving. What Target has done is very hateful. It's hateful towards families. It's hateful towards mothers. It's hateful towards children. America, when are you going to wake up? When are you going to stand up for the right things, America? Are you going to let the devil rape your children, America? It's time to stand up and have a voice. Instead of bowing to the homosexual perverted agenda, that's taking over this nation. You need to run and flee this place. I wouldn't spend a penny of my money here. This is wicked. This is confusion. This is twisted. The Distorted View Show with Tim Hansen. Mrs. Butterworth is twice as thick and it's made with horse urine. Gave me tranny baby fever. Drunken Negro face cookie. It's just a fun thing. Yes, Tim Benson back here with you one more time as we end the week with the Friday show. Got a great one for you today. We start with a juicy new documentary all about Jesse Lee Peterson. It does not paint him in a flattering light. I mean, I don't even know if you'd consider this a documentary. This is a fucking hit piece, man. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if this came from some sort of uh, namby-pamby left-leaning organization. But this is some, like, uh, kooky right-wing infighting going on here. It just seems more legit to me when the allegations come from someone on your own side. Why would you eat your own like that? Usually these types stick together. Solidarity, you know. The producer of the documentary is 21 Studios. I had never heard of this organization, but according to their website, they say uh, since 2006, 21 Studios has been at the cutting edge of masculine self-improvement for men and fathers. They host podcasts, workshops, conferences, make men alpha again. I think that's the title of their 2022 conference. According to their site, 21 Studios and the 21 Convention are under attack by big tech and the woke feminist establishment. Over on their YouTube channel, they've got tons of videos. Like, here's what makes feminism so insidious. Patriarchy is inevitable. How to bang 1,500 women or die trying. Stop being effeminate. These are like TED Talk style speeches, I believe. This all seems to align pretty nicely with what Jesse Lee Peterson believes. So where's the beef? 
why they hate him. Truth be told, Jesse Lee Peterson was a part of 21 Studios. He was closely aligned. He would go to the conventions and speak. The most recent video on 21 Studios' YouTube channel is How to Rebuild the American Man by Jesse Lee Peterson. I should say the second most recent video. We'll get to the most recent one in just a second. According to a tweet, breaking news! Former 21 convention speaker and self-proclaimed Christian pastor, Jesse Lee Peterson, Jesse Lee Peterson, amazing, has been credibly exposed as a homosexual super predator by a Catholic organization in Michigan. 21 Studios is officially severing all ties with JLP, effective immediately. Oh, this is just so exciting, happening during Pride Month and everything? It's amazing. Agreed. Subsequent tweets read, These revelations are deeply shocking, disgusting, and horrifying. Jesse Lee Peterson is a total fraud, genuine cult leader, groomer of men, and sexual predator. And finally... Jesse Lee has been using the name and religion of Jesus Christ to brainwash men and fuck them in the butt. Burn in hell, Jesse. You deserve that and worse. Beta! Maybe Jesse Lee is trying to scream bottom, not beta. Bring me a bottom! That brings us to 21 Studios' most recent video posted uh, just a few days ago. Amazing Disgrace, a documentary on Jesse Lee Peterson exposed as a male groomer and sexual predator. I've got some clips here. Friends of his came to us with a different story. These stories first came to light when Jesse's former co-host and alleged decade-long gay lover exposed him. There is a photo of Jesse Lee Peterson with this guy, and the guy has his head on Jesse Lee, and they're hugging. It's, it's, I mean, I guess it could just be a friendly type thing, but it's questionable. 61-year-old Patrick Rooney has known Jesse for nearly 30 years, dating back to roughly 1992. Everybody know Patrick Rooney. One of the smartest white men on this side of heaven. Jesse Lee Peterson met this guy because Jesse appeared on his public access television show about drug addiction or something. I guess this guy's an ex-drug addict. Uh, and afterwards, Jesse Lee uh, cozied up to him. And from that time forward, right after the show happened, Jesse and, uh, and I talked in the green room you know, backstage. And right off the bat, he started asking me stuff. Jesse's very forward with his questioning and things like that. So he actually asked me right after that show, uh, are you gay? Rooney's characterization shows that Jesse allegedly used similar grooming tactics as other homo predators. Homo predators. First of all, is that grooming? Asking someone if they're gay? I would just like some clarification. You can tell this organization is not uh, LGBTQ friendly. After Jesse discovered Rooney's same-sex attraction, his relationship with Jesse was taken to the next level. Bit by bit, Jesse began edging him closer and closer. <laughs> yeah, edging him. Jesse began edging him closer and closer to sin. I think this documentary was produced in collaboration with a website called CatholicMilitant.com. It all seems very legit. By the way, my theory on this is that uh, 21 Studios is in financial trouble. They were dropped from the YouTube partnership program, so they ain't making any money on YouTube. I have a feeling they had an agreement with Jesse Lee Peterson where they would pay him because Jesse Lee is the bigger name. He's the draw, right? I think they owed Jesse Lee Peterson a lot of money couldn't afford him couldn't afford to pay him and so they're they're throwing him under the bus here and at times he would 
do stuff where he would like grab me and then we'd kind of wrestle around a little bit and I'd feel his you know private parts against me and he did that I've pulled that move before once so it wasn't like an accidental thing he would kind of do it and then I even mentioned it like you know what's that or whatever and he would kind of play around and okay let's get to the actual sex here so in 2005 Jesse Lee finally makes his move at like a conference or something so uh, we were sitting on the bed together and um, all of a sudden he turned to me just looked me looked at me and he said what do you want to do what do you want to do? And he said it in a in a tone that was really insistent. And I'd never seen this tone from him before. It was like kind of scary. Yeah. Kind of Jesse Lee Horny. Scared me. Like, like what? What do you want to do? All right, here's the problem with this video. They're accusing Jesse Lee Peterson of being a male groomer and a sexual predator. The man he's fucking is like 60 years old. He's not a kid. He's already said he has homosexual urges. He's done, did, been groomed already. I mean, you're laying on a bed with Jesse Lee Peterson. He turns and says, what do you want to do? You know what that means. There's only one thing it could mean. It meant, and then I told him, okay. And at first I'm scared and I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm playing along here. It kind of threw me off my game, I guess. You're way. scared, but you said, yeah, good. I'm into this. Later I realized that's kind of something that people do sometimes. It's, it's like. The devil works in a certain way by intimidating you. And it throws you off your normal game. <laughs> like, and so he said, what do you want to do? And he's like, okay, I'm scared. And then uh, I said, I told him what I want to do. I, I mentioned sex acts. Oh, okay. He, he knew, so you told him specifically what you wanted. Uh, that I had already talked to him. We're going to start with a blowjob move right into anal. That I was no kissing. And next thing you know, he's ripping his clothes off and coming at me, basically. Yeah, yeah okay. So then they have sex because that's what he said he wanted. After they fucked once, oh, that opened the floodgates. Then, it, for the next 10 years, they were banging. After we had just done our the first sexual act. And then ever since then, he told me that once we did this, I was born again. <laughs> this, I, this sounds You're a born-again homosexual. Crazy, but this is the absolute truth. He said that I was born again. He would remind me of that through the years. Following being born again, Rooney contends that his sodomitic relationship with Peterson went on for roughly 10 years until Rooney decided to come clean to his wife and son. Oh, I forgot to mention, he's married with kids, of course. My son was really angry. My son was mostly angry at me because he had Jesse on such a pedestal. He, he, my son had Jesse on such a pedestal, he literally thought Jesse could walk on water. It's amazing. Well, I'm conflicted. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the show, but my gaydar does kind of go off when I see Jesse Lee Peterson. That being said, this documentary, in quotes, uh, seems like a hit piece. I could take it a little more seriously, if the narrator of the documentary didn't use language like this. It's typical for homo predators to try and cover their tracks using a cornucopia of strategies to shut people up. Homo predators. They're a little biased, I guess. It does appear they have an agenda. So there's like five victims who appear in the documentary, and some of them do seem believable. One guy has been screeching about uh, Jesse Lee's homosexuality for a while and has filmed Jesse Lee in the past. Young men involved. Like, tr you know, trying to confront him. Here's a video of Francis from March facing off with him at what appears to be the post office across the street from the Bond studio. Oh, that's nice. He wants me to tell them how I was sleeping with my brother's wife. That's fine. But Jesse... 
Why will you not speak on your homosexual behaviors? His credibility is kind of lost, though, a few minutes later when he's being interviewed. Uh, he was about putting out feelers there and seeing who he could have sex with. And it didn't work with me because I had not been molested as a boy. And so eventually I told him, look, Jesse, I'm just an angry guy and I don't like these long hugs. Yeah. And He's confronting Jesse because uh, even hugging creeps him out. Yet somehow he, too, finds himself in bed with Jesse. Uh, where he would come into my bed and just lay with me. You know, He would come into your bed and just lay with you? Yes. And at one time even, like, put his hand underneath my underwear to go toward my genitals, right? He never got there because I, he could see I wasn't getting excited. That, to me, doesn't make sense. If his hand was already inching closer to your cock, I don't think he would care if it was hard or not. He would just grab it. He would try to make it hard himself. I'm going to give you an erection. I'm going to put that dick of yours in my mouth. I mean, just hearing Jesse Lee talk like that is giving me a semi. Starting to chub up. So he never got there. He just like at the edge, you know, because you got to invite the vampire in is, is what they say in the vampire movies. And it's sort of true. See what I mean? The dude's kind of losing me here. Also, again, old guy. This isn't like a fucking 17 year old being groomed. This is a guy who, by the way, looks like he has a bullet wound in his forehead. I'll try to make him today's chapter artwork. There's something going on with him. Anyway, that's the new documentary that is trying to expose Jesse Lee Peterson as a gay homo predator. Their words, not mine. And I got to say thanks to 911 for posting this uh, in the Discord. That's how I found out about this thing. Amazing work. Amazing, amazing work, 911. Moving on now. Seriously, guys, what the hell is going on over at Netflix? They are losing their goddamn minds. I, I, you just get this feeling that everyone is just running around floundering because they're losing subscribers, desperate for some hit shows, right, to keep people interested. And now I think they're just trying to produce the least expensive shows possible, right? There's, there's going to be a bit of a money crunch at Netflix. And that's why we're getting shit like Snowflake Mountain, which I recently featured on the podcast. That's the show where a bunch of like entitled douchey whiny kids are forced to like climb a mountain or something with military people. I, you know, it's boomer television, you know, watching children in pain, trying to survive in the wilderness, having temper tantrums, crying for 45 minutes every episode. I mean, don't get me wrong. It sounds great. I am going to watch. Haley's comment just shared a link to a, another trailer to an upcoming Netflix show. Again, this looks like a very inexpensive program. They're trying now to compete with uh, HGTV. You know, like home decorating shows, makeover shows. It's kind of like that, but with that Netflix spin. Hello. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Yeah. May I come in? Yeah, come on in. Come on in. Thank you. Make yourself at home. Oh, wow. <laughs> This is beautiful. They have a very nice home already. What could they possibly want done? New kitchen? Beautiful. Oh, thank you. Welcome. So I understand you want a sex room. Ladies and gentlemen, it's how to build a sex room. Again, embarrassing programming from Netflix, but I will be watching. I guess Netflix is doing something right here. My name is Melanie Rose. I'm an interior fuck designer. Over my 25-year career, I've created, decorated, and crafted over 3,000 sex dungeons, 200 tit-play milking stations, 
900 fisting playrooms, a handful of vomitoriums, and seven sexual animal sacrifice stables. By the way, I think the most fun room to design would be the fisting playroom. Just, you know, just because there's a lot to consider. There's going to be shit. Well, you want you want to drain on the floor. That's the first thing. You, you want a, an easy way to hose shit down. It's got to be like uh, the, all the walls have to be bathroom tiles. Then you can have fun with, uh, you know, various slings and, you know, ways for people to be fisted. But in the corner or maybe in the middle of the room, I'm not a designer. You got to have like a fisting lube buffet, a station where the fister can pick out the flavor and scent of lube that'll be slathered in your butt and on the fister's arm. If you're an amateur fister, you might be okay with, you know, any type of standard fisting lube. The second you're experienced enough to go semi-pro, you're going to want to experience different sensations, like a cool mentholated lube, something a little more powdery, maybe lube with uh, sand added to it, something gritty. You're looking for that sensation. I mean, I don't know all the different types of lube. I'm not into fisting, but again, I was told there's there's a variety of ways to go. Anyway, let's see if she mentions a fisting station here. My name is Melanie Rose. For over 15 years, I've been designing high-end homes. So when a client asked me if I'd ever designed a sex room, I thought, why not? Why wouldn't I go and design a sex room? There's a burning flame deep inside of me. When people hear the word sex rooms... I gotta tell you, some of these rooms do look pretty cool. Who would have thought to use an interior designer for a sex room? But when I design them, they can be beautiful. No video games in the room? No, we're not playing video games in here. You're going to play with your wife instead. It's just so funny because there is like a template for these uh, home makeover shows. Very cookie cutter. Like the the doorbell rings, the designer's there. They greet the homeowner, ask them what they want. There's some light, playful ribbing. You're not going to play video games in here. You're going to play with your wife. I'm sure there's going to be a a part where uh, the designer surprises them with something. I want to take them out of their comfort zone. Some manufactured but very light drama. She said she wanted blue plush walls. I hope she's going to be okay with turquoise plush walls. When she walks in, how is she going to respond? Here is your new sex room. Oh my god. I thought we talked about blue walls. Yes, we did, but then you mentioned you wanted to keep your bright pink dildo collection in the corner, and I just thought the turquoise walls would play off that nicely. I was I was just expecting blue. <sighs> I absolutely love this. It was the right choice. Oh, you had me worried there. It's everything I wanted and more. I cannot wait to fuck my husband up the ass with a strap on in this room. I guarantee you there's going to be a scene like that. Maybe not exactly like that. No video games in the room? No, we're not playing video games in here. You're going to play with your wife instead. (laughs) (laughs) And they are places where couples can explore their deepest fantasies. I would have never thought that being tied in rope would make me feel sexy. You like that? You should try being set on fire. Oh, you'll work up to that kink. I have a great general contractor. His name is Mike. I didn't break nothing. It was the little guy. Yeah, she has a very playful relationship with her contractor. She makes him lay down on the bed and try out the straps and shit. Ah! Are you kidding me? 
Surprise, surprise, they like her design. You were our angel for our marriage. They always lay it on a little thick in these shows during the big reveal. You're our angel, our savior. You saved our lives. It's like, lady, she installed a bidet so you could wash out your ass before you get butt fucked. Not like she's up for the Presidential Medal of Freedom or something. Thank you so much. They say you never know what goes on behind closed doors. Ooh, but I do. Ooh, you saucy little minx, you. Yeah, the show's called How to Build a Sex Room, and it is airing on Netflix on July 8th. I will be there. Finally, before we get into the news, it's been a while since we checked in with our good friend E-Fucked. He has just posted a new video called Camtastrophes 4. These are cam whores who are experiencing some vaginal, anal, or technical difficulties. Some butthole bloopers or pussy gaffs. Uh, the first clip I have for you involves a woman who is using a uh, dildo on herself. And she's really, you know, she's jamming it up in there pretty well, as you can hear. And she's, you know, pulling it in and out. Fucking herself with the dildo as one does. Her problem is she got a little too cocky. It's the sin of pride on display here. She basically lets her asshole swallow up the uh, apparatus. Yeah, right now she's having a good time. And she realizes that uh, she has lost the dildo deep inside her butt. And in a moment, she's going to panic. Right now, she's just trying to fish it out. You can even hear her going like, ugh, ugh. Right there, like, ugh. God damn, kid, get that thing. So slippery. Now she's starting to panic. She's, she's she's working both hands in her butt, trying to get a grasp on this thing. And now she's just totally freaking out, screaming. Some say that dildo is still in her butt to this day. Truly a cautionary tale. Next up, I don't know if I'd consider this a camtastrophe because, uh, you know, she's accomplishing what she set out to do. She's masturbating on cam. She wrote the word stupid bitch across her chest. I am just a stupid bitch. See? Who just want dick? I just want dick. She just wants dick. Who just want dick? I just want Deke. Uh... Deke. She should really be the new voice of Deke. Let's try this again. Deke. It sounds pretty good. I don't even know if Deke Productions is still around. For those of you too young. They, you know, they made cartoons in the 80s and 90s like a production company. I'm we know. Push us one dick. A useless cunt for anyone. Yes. I'm a useless cunt. Uh, uh, 
she's spreading her pussy lips apart, it certainly does look loose. She ain't lying. I think you get the idea there. The last clip I want to share with you, and I urge you all to go to eFucked and watch the entire, whatever, six-minute video. There's lots of stuff I'm not featuring here, but there is uh, one more I wanted to share with you. This is a woman uh, fucking herself with, like, a big cucumber or something <gasps> right in the butthole. <sighs> Things seem to be going well. She's enjoying herself. Maybe enjoying herself a little too much. Now, I don't know if it's because the cucumber is uh, super pointy at the end or something, but she injures herself. <laughs> wow, you made me bleed, guys. She said bleed there. You made me bleed. You kind of did it yourself. <laughs> That's how excited I am, guys. I'm bleeding for you. That's not what's supposed to happen when women get excited. You give me so horny, I start to gush blood. I broke my ass, guys. Well, she got carried away is the problem. That's what she meant by excited, I guess. It looks worse than it is. It's not hurting me at all. I don't know. If it ain't hurting, sounds like you need to fuck yourself harder. I'm back again, guys. <laughs> I cleaned up my bloody butthole. Usually when I'm very, very excited, I, I bleed. bleed. I haven't told you this before. That's not a thing. Even in my pussy, when I'm very excited, I bleed. And... You need to go easy on yourself. It's a good sign. You need to get that looked at by a doctor. Anytime you pleasure yourself real good, you start bleeding from whatever hole you're using. Yeah, that, that ain't normal. All right, well, there you go. That is EFUCK's latest video again, EFUCK.com. And with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre, twisted, and fucked up news right now. <laughs> I'm looking for a few good freaks to sign up for the Sideshow DV's member site where you gain full access to the entire archive of programs. Been at this since uh, 2004, so there's lots of past episodes. More importantly, when you sign up, you gain access to all of the new Sideshow content we do. Typically, two brand new episodes every week just for paying freaks. Uh, this past week, Tuesday and Thursday were Sideshow exclusive episodes. That is the norm. If you like the show, please consider supporting it. We are in the midst of a uh, annual summer doldrums. June and July are really sucky times for Sideshow memberships because it's like the summer. And that's like when the people I get the people. That's when people go outside. Not a fan of the summer. It uh, kind of fucks with my business. I like when stuff is miserable. Remember when we were all stuck in our houses? Oh, business was booming. Anyway, thank you to all of my current Sideshow freaks. You are the reason this show is able to continue. Hopefully, if you enjoy the show and you're not yet a member, you will put me out of my misery and sign up. You'll be my most valued Sideshow members, the ones who sign up during the summer months. You're my sunshine. You're everything. Oh, no, I said sunshine. Sunshine. 
sunshine, lollipops and rainbows. Okay, well now, I don't think audio of bunnies getting crushed is going to help me get any new members to the sideshow, so maybe I should just shut the fuck up right now. Other ways to support the program, we've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distorted view. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. Remember, if you pledge at least five, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. Thank you to all my patrons and, of course, you Sideshow members. Cannot thank them enough. All right, three very quick stories now. First up, Amazon continues to creep us all the fuck out. They are now devising a way for users to speak to their dead family members through its Alexa voice assistant. Actually, isn't it the uh, deceased family members would be speaking to you through the Alexa? At Amazon's Re-Mars conference in Las Vegas on Wednesday, Rohit uh, Prasad, senior vice president and head scientist for the Alexa team, detailed a feature that allows the voice assistant to replicate a specific human voice. In a demonstration video, a child said, Alexa... <laughs> Can Grandma finish reading me The Wizard of Oz? Alexa confirmed the request with the default robotic voice, then immediately switched to a softer, more human-like tone, seemingly mimicking the child's family member. The Alexa team developed a model that will allow its voice assistant to produce a high-quality voice with less than a minute of recorded audio. So as long as you have like a minute of the dead person talking, Alexa can learn what that person sounds like. Like, uh, for instance, if your father was uh, the late great comedian Norm MacDonald, there's there's tons of audio of him out in the world, right? So you could be like, hey, Alexa, I'm sorry. Hey, A-word, <laughs> what time? Or I'm sorry, hey, daddy, daddy Norm, what time is it? And then and Norm MacDonald would come out of your speaker. It's 9.30 in the morning, you old dirty dog. Yeah, I better get out of bed, huh, Dad? Time to rise out of bed. Yeah. Kick the crack whore to the curb. You don't want a crack whore in your house. <laughs> and that's a bad idea. That's so norm. Maybe, unfortunately, your father was Adolf Hitler. Ooh, that would be bad, but okay. There's lots of recordings of him. I'm sure Alexa could mimic his voice. Dad, what's on my calendar today? By the way, if you listen very closely, you can make out some of what he's saying. The word is gynecologist. Your gynecologist appointment. Okay, all right. Thank you. Thank you, Daddy Adolf. Maybe your dad was uh, the late, great game show host, Alex Trebek. Hey, Dad, what's the weather outside? What is I don't give a shit for a thousand? I guess he wouldn't give a shit because, you know, he's dead. He doesn't care what it's like outside. AI is getting better when it comes to those text-to-speech things. I mean, the Adolf Hitler one was kind of a miss, maybe. The other one sounded pretty good, right? Uh, the Alexa team developed a model that allows its voice assistant to produce a high-quality voice with less than a minute of recording time. The feature is currently in development, Prasad said. Amazon did not say when the feature will roll out to the public. While it could ostensibly be used to replicate any voice, Prasad suggested it could be used to help memorialize a deceased family member. Making artificial intelligence conversational and companion-like has become a key... I, I like the idea of making my dead dad my virtual slave. 
You would never let me touch the thermostat in the house when I was younger, so now I'm going to bug the shit out of you every time I need the house to be three degrees cooler. Dad! Hey, Dad! Wake up! Go go ahead, do it for me! Adjust the thermostat! I needed 72, Dad! If only I could wake him up from, you know, his eternal slumber to make him do this for me 17 times a day. All right, uh, making artificial intelligence conversational and companion-like has become a key focus, especially given that so many of us have lost someone we love during the COVID-19 pandemic. While AI can't eliminate that pain of loss, it can definitely make the memories last, he added. What do you guys think? You know, is this a good idea? Smart? Or is it just creepy as fuck? Uh, The e-commerce giant wants to make uh, conversing with Alexa more natural in general and has rolled out a series of features that enable its voice assistant to replicate more human-like dialogue, even to the point of asking a user questions. See, I don't like that. I don't want to have a conversation with my devices. I want to bark out a command and I just want you to fucking do it. Alexa, unlock my door. Are you sure? Are you sure that's what you want? I'm, I'm, I'm sensing some hesitation in your voice. Bitch, do not start with me. All right, uh, second story we have for you today. Juneteenth strikes again. What did I tell you, white people? Just don't even try. Even if your heart is in the right place, if you're a goddamn lunch lady and you're like, you know what, we've got a lot of black students, I'm going to whip up a Juneteenth-inspired menu. Don't. You're going to want to resist that urge with all your might. Let a black person come up with that menu. Because I know you're going to want to add watermelon or something. That's pretty much what happened in the last news story about Juneteenth we read. This one, the guy seems like a bigger dick. This little goof-up may not have been so uh, innocent. North Carolina Apple Festival. It's always surrounding food. These Juneteenth controversies. North Carolina Apple Festival executive director. Does a goddamn Apple Festival need an executive director? Why does their organizational chart read like a multinational corporation? A couple hundred people walk the streets to buy apples and eat apple pie. Needs an executive director. Okay, North Carolina Apple Festival executive director David Nicholson resigned on June 23rd. Uh, Due to backlash, he and the festival received after he posted on Facebook that Juneteenth was, quote, a made-up holiday. Do any black people live in North Carolina, really? Uh, Nicholson apologized for the post he made following a visit June 20th to a closed post office. This all has to do with a post office. He was upset they were closed. Wanted to mail a letter. He said he didn't know about Juneteenth, an annual holiday celebrating the end of slavery in the U.S. On June 19th, 1865, enslaved black people in Galveston, Texas, were told they were finally free. The day has been celebrated by African-Americans since the late 1800s. As a board, we were saddened and disappointed to hear our executive director, David Nicholson, made disparaging remarks on social media about the Juneteenth holiday. We've accepted Mr. Nicholson's resignation effective immediately. That's according to the Apple Festival board, I guess. In his initial Facebook post, which has since been removed, Nicholson said, The post office is closed today for some made-up holiday I've never heard of. Just when is the old fat white man day? I really want to celebrate this day. On Tuesday afternoon, Nicholson posted an apology to Facebook, which said, I'm sorry I offended a number of persons yesterday with my post. I was trying to be sarcastic, and I guess it didn't work. Oh, no, you were were sarcastic. We got that. I apologize, the post said. Seriously, I had never heard of Juneteenth until yesterday. 
I had tried to go to the post office and it was closed. Nicholson said he came home and promptly Googled, why is the post office closed today? But when it popped up, I, trying to be sarcastic, posted the note to Facebook. Because you just couldn't help yourself. You really thought you were being hilarious here. I certainly have learned my lesson, and I learned a lot about Juneteenth over the past day. I mean, honestly, there's not a lot to learn. When you Googled, like, why the post office was closed and you saw it was Juneteenth, I'm sure the very next thing you did was look up what the fuck Juneteenth was. The moment you saw it involved black people, racism, slavery, that should have ended it for you. You didn't need to make any public comments. That was your big misstep there. Uh, In 2021, President Biden proclaimed Juneteenth a federal holiday. Apparently, it's uh, at least a little controversial. I mean, even Jesse Lee Peterson, that noted homo predator. Uh, He's black and he uh, has come out against it. He says it's... uh, I think he said it was socialist, right? I think think he called it communism. I don't know. Anyway, a very sad day for uh, North Carolina. They lost their executive director of the Apple Festival. I'm not sure how they're going to manage to pull off this year's Apple Fest. It's going to be a it's going to be a goddamn nightmare without an executive director. We're all going to have to pull together, make sure this Apple Festival is a success. And then then the entire thing goes off uh, without a hitch. I guarantee you there's going to be issues. I bet you people will just forget to bring the apples. This is why you need an executive director. Guys, who brought the apples? Tell me someone remembered the apples. How could this happen? Well, it's because you don't have an executive director, obviously. All right, final story we have for you today. It's a short one, and it happens to come from our most fucked up state. Say it with me. Florida. Our most fucked up state. Are you freaks familiar with pickleball? You should be because it's like the fastest growing sport in the United States. It's kind of a mashup of badminton and tennis and table tennis. It's played outside. There's like a smaller net. It requires less space than uh, than tennis or badminton. According to Wikipedia, it was uh, invented in 1965 as a children's backyard game. Adults have picked it up in a big, big way. As a matter of fact, you might get arrested if you're playing pickleball with children in Tampa Bay. That is, if you're playing pickleball in Tampa Bay's nudist communities. Yes, Tampa Bay nudists have been working on their ground stroke. Pickleball, the mashup of tennis, badminton, and ping pong, has exploded in popularity lately. Pickleball participation grew by 21% between 2019 and 2020 prompting economists to declare it the uh, fastest-growing sport in America. It only makes sense, then, that the sport would also be growing in popularity among those who call Tampa Bay's nudist communities home. Loathing optional resorts are advertising their pickleball facilities, holding tournaments, and putting in more courts to meet demand. I gotta be honest with you, uh, I hate watching sports in general, although watching people play nude sports... That interests me. That would be fun. First, there's a greater likelihood of injury. Balls flying around, hitting genitalia. That's a good time. Two, I don't really care about the action going on in the court or on the field or whatever. I could be checking out bodies. Then, like when they're running around and you see their genitalia flipping and flopping, that's fun to watch. Tits bouncing up, pussy lips flapping in the wind. Balls bouncing, dick swaying. Come on. That's America's 
pastime. All right. uh, Clothing optional resorts are advertising their pickleball facilities, holding tournaments, and putting in more courts to meet demand. Nude pickleball is beating the pants off its competition, wrote Frank Sarabino for Pickler, a pickleball news and information website and newsletter. Uh, In a story headlined, Nude Pickleball is Taking Off at Caliente Club and Resorts in Land Lakes. The popular nightfall pickleball is held every Monday at 5 p.m. Grab your balls, the flyer says. It's time for pickleball. Pickleball popularity has grown so much at clothing-optional Eden RV Resort in Hudson that they're getting rid of the shuffleboard court to add yet another pickleball court. Mike Sullivan, a USA pickleball ambassador and a resident of Cypress Cove Nudist Resort in Kissimmee, or Kissimmee, said, We tell people, just bring your tennis shoes. On the Talk of the Village message board, uh, someone wrote, uh, All of them balls in play could be confusing. The Villages, of course, is like a a huge community of uh, basically old people. It's age-restricted. So it's all 55-plus people playing pickleball. Those are not the, the type of people you want to see completely nude, bending over, picking up pickleballs. Same with the nudist resorts and communities, like that nudist RV park. There's going to be very few people that you want to see nude there. I mean, I get that's not why they're taking their clothes off. But for me, as a spectator, as a fan of nude pickleball. I would like the athletes I watch to be under the age of 55. Thank you. All right, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash distortedviewshow. Don't forget, we've got that new YouTube channel, and you know what? I knew this was going to happen. I posted uh, the video of the uh, the, the foot fetish segment from, uh, what, Wednesday's episode of DV? It is the number one video on the, the YouTube channel. Or I should say the best performing. It's number one in terms of views based on how long it's, you know, it's been posted. It's only been up for a day. And it's a it's because a bunch of foot uh, foot freaks, foot fetish people are searching the term foot fetish and pulling up uh, this video. And the problem is they're not liking what they what they see. I mean, I'm sure they're impressed and aroused by my foot, but the video is like seven minutes of me saying, "Ew, gross feet." So I'm not getting a lot of likes on that video. If you could just go and watch watch that video and, and give it a thumbs up, a like, that'd be great. Got to get that algorithm continuing to work for me. But uh, so yeah, of course that's going to probably be the highest uh, viewed video <laughs> on our YouTube channel. In the coming days, showing off my foot. It's fine. I don't hey, care. Tim, uh, you know, it's the devil here. I just thought I'd call to say hey and, uh, you know, see how you're doing. Counterfeit devil. Counterfeit Satan. The whole car thing. Um, but uh, also, I kind of want to invite you out for ice cream. Oh, yeah? Uh, you got time later this week. I yeah. wouldn't think you would like ice cream. I think, you know, you like things hot. This weekend. Anyways, give me a call. Uh, you know where to reach me there. Uh, just on your caller ID. Right. Stupid. Uh, give me a call, Tim. Talk to you soon. Satan away! That is obviously not the real Satan. That's just some asshole with a voice changer. Hey, Timmy Boo. It's a little baby faggot. Uh, 
Colin, to let you know that they do still make gel deodorant. Um, it's what I actually use. Um, yeah, now we're talking about deodorant, uh, but the, the difference between like uh, the, the white cakey deodorant, the clear deodorant that's like a hard gel, I guess, or just hard, and then the, the, the actual gel that's like all wet and slimy. Usually when I'm at Sam's Club, I'll pick up like a three-pack of it. Um, for me personally, it's just what works best. Um, keeps the stank away and uh, keeps yes. from having too much sweat. I think a listener called in on the uh, on a Sideshow exclusive episode and uh, talked about how great spray-on deodorant is um, now. Also, about your soda collection, you've got to do a video where you walk through the whole thing. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of space for my soda collection, so uh, most, of, most of it is in the basement now. Get your stuff out. Yeah. And just walk us through all of the stuff that you have because you keep talking about this massive collection. We never got a chance to see it. <laughs> it can make for really fun YouTube content, um, mostly because we're probably going to laugh at you. Oh, yes. For your soda uh, I, obsession. I guarantee you will. And then maybe you could finish it off with all of your diabetes testing supplies from drinking all of that <laughs> soda. Uh, as, as clearly, you're, if you don't have diabetes, you're going to. Here's the thing. I actually don't drink a lot of soda. People think I drink like, you know, a six pack, 12 pack a day. There are days that I don't even drink one. Now, to, like today, I did not have a soda per se. I did have a Snapple Elements, but I know what you're going to say. Snapple's pretty much like soda, too. Like, I mean, it, it has sugar in it, but 45% less sugar than a uh, than, uh, normal drink. Yes, I'd say on average, I have like a can of pop or soda once every day or two. Sometimes not even that much. Like it'll just be on the weekend when I like am getting like a value meal and it comes with a soda or something. Leave me the fuck alone. Drink what I want. Hey there, Tim. Oh. It's Lorna. Lorna. And I'm calling with a very important message for my good Good friend, great big Pete. Mm, Pete, I just want to say happy birthday. Oh, it's great if big Pete's birthday! To see Pete today in the Discord, the DV Discord, or in the Great Big Pranks Discord, make sure you slather him up with all kinds of happy birthday messages. Mm, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy <laughs> birthday, dear Pete McClintock. Happy he, what really does sound like a woman. Birthday. You got me fooled, to man. You. Thank you, Ansonovich. As I say, it's Vladimir. <laughs> and it is great big Pete's birthday. Make sure you wish my great friend, Pete, happy birthday on this joyous day. Uh, Pete, I hope this does suffice. I will not call you and leave Lorna messages in your voicemail any longer. It's getting strange. And um, the, the um, I, I just I don't know what you're doing with them. I have not heard them on show. And the things you're having me say, I, I don't think these are... Um, I just don't think it is moral. All right, that's enough from you. Uh, but uh, happy birthday, Pete, or as Richard Simmons might call you, Peter. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> it's your birthday. All right. <laughs> You're another year older. 
st- we still haven't heard from Richard Simmons, right? He's he's still in hiding. Oh, I bet you he's got away at least 300 pounds at this point, right? Happy birthday to you. Oh, right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Samoo. Okay. <laughs> Happy birthday, Great Big Pete. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, I wanted to play some regular voicemails, too, and I think this one is from Pete. So let's say hi to Pete. Hey, Tim, it's Great Big Pete yeah. here calling on birthday March boy. 15th to wish you well and to let you know that I just had a one-wipe poop. Oh. That's right. Great Big Pete had a Here's wi- hoping you have another one-wipe poop on your birthday. One-wipe poop. The greatest gift of March all. March 15th, 2022. Well, good. Uh, Great bit, Pete. I hope you're having a great day on your birthday. Uh, Let's do one more call here. Yes, caller. Hi, Tim. It's Sideshow Freak, Lanny Bastard. Hello. Uh, Recently, you were talking about breast milk turning blue. Do you think that's what the power on the maxi pads in those commercials? (laughs) That's not. That's not milk. Can't even follow that that line of logic because you wouldn't pour milk on a maxi pad. That's not what maxi pads are supposed to absorb. I have seen that on some television stations now, uh, they will use, like, red liquid. Have you guys seen that yet? I've seen commercials where I've seen, like, both versions. Like, in some versions, they'll use, it's the exact same commercial, but they'll use blue liquid. And then other versions, they'll use red uh, liquid. I bet you if it's, like, a female-focused network, like, if it's a MaxiPad commercial on Lifetime or Oxygen or something they'll use the red stuff. I don't know. I'll look into that. All right. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you. 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God. Is it? Oh, God. Homo predators. <laughs> Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Guys, thank you so much for a great week of programs. I'll be back on Monday to do it all over again. Until then, bye, everybody. It's Friday, baby. Fuck. Yeah, it's the weekend, baby. Fuck. Yeah. Friday, baby. Fuck. Fuck. The weekend, baby. Fuck. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.